Do you know what I love? I love gifts. And I love to gift. Time is a wonderful gift. Time is priceless. Time is yours. And you can't buy any more. Giving your time is the greatest gift. Once it's spent, it's gone forever. Thank you to everyone that has given a moment of their time with us to comment on our time. Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. I am Aaron Battle. Today's broadcast is about a few particular comments where Kurt and I want to give back by commenting on the comments. So don't even wait for the show. Press pause and comment now. These comments come from episodes like Kurt's Colombian Adventure, which was a little misunderstanding. The episode where we talk about consciously choosing your partner, where we want to endorse everybody to bring more kids into this horrible world so it just becomes a little bit less horrible. We talk about a new content platform, Steemit, where not only do they pay you to create content, they even pay you to comment. And we also comment on a comment that came in regarding our recent road testing of an exotic drug. So other than these comments, um, all future comments may be subject to another future episode about commenting. For all those watching online, I hope you're enjoying the footage of my recent travels through Northern Ireland. It looks like the cold winds and the beautiful summer weather, Irish weather that is, and social drinking have taken their toll. So, not only have I had to fill in this intro with footage from my adventures, but I've also been hit with a bit of a cold. So, um, there I am, out in the open, trying to make this intro. But too much wind and not the right equipment. Um, yeah, best inside. So, before we jump into the show, a quick word from our sponsors, i.e. us. The Paradise Paradox is self-supported, self-funded, so what we do is sell t-shirts. Check it out, www.theparadiseparadox.com. You can find a tab at the top that takes you through to our t-shirt page. There's a couple of designs. There's going to be a few more on their way. I want disclosure. There it is, the alien coming down on the pyramid. This is exactly what we need. I want disclosure. Put the shirt on, share the message, and let's uh, poke the right people to make this happen. The other shirt is real money. Now, I'm not too sure if everybody has noticed, but we're not using real money, and it's about time we do. So here's the t-shirt. Real money. Bitcoin in the middle, gold and silver each side. We're talking about changing the world, and these are the shirts that are going to do it. Moving on, Steemit. Steemit.io. This is a new content platform where people are paid to not only contribute by producing content, but also to comment and interact with content. I suggest checking it out. 
The Paradise Paradox is launching all new episodes on Steemit. So whether you're following us through Facebook or Twitter, please like, jump on and check out Steemit.io. Let's get into it. Mr. Battle, tell tell us a little bit about where you are. Okay, well, I am in Ireland, Ireland, countryside. So, uh, rolling hills and dairy cows everywhere. Terrible weather. <laughs> rain, sunny rain every 15 minutes. It's great. Okay. So- <laughs> All right. So, so what's your review? Oh, this is like your second or third time in Ireland, right? Um, yeah. I, well, I feel like I've been here longer, but I think it's only my yeah. second visit. It's just yeah. when I visit, I'm here for a few weeks at least. Yeah. And, and it is, I mean, it's the first time I actually was shocked me a little bit because I came just after the, I think I came in like 2009. Hmm. Actually, now, you know what? I, I'm not going to say that because I can't remember when I came. But it was when Ireland was having issues with their with their currency. Well, I mean, mm. um, thanks to the euro, um, Ireland being the first country that that had um, monetary policy issues and had a um, yeah, like a well, the first country that was going into like um, economic default. So, yeah, it was yeah. it was okay. it was weird for me to be cruising down the highway or the road and just see developments that were abandoned so i've never i haven't seen that before and it was was early in my travels so you know cruising down the road and then um seeing huge housing developments that were were left now with grass growing all through them um was was new Mm. Uh, and then going to um towns like like uh londonderry up north and then seeing windows actually boarded up with with wood was was new to me as well it looked like zombie apocalypse yeah. kind of stuff, but it was only because money shortages. But now, <laughs> now it seems it seems That's better. That's Just to show well, I mean, money. nothing, no big deal. Yeah, and no, people people just didn't have cash. <laughs> you know that. That's all. So they just went down to the cash store and and got some more, picked up some more, picked up a truckload. Well, I, I don't uh, think it was as bad as what's as what happens in uh, what's happening in. Um, Venezuela right now. It was oh, back wow. back then. I wasn't following as much. I think I was just you know going with the flow. I was I was working nine to five. Everything was great, and I'd go out on the weekends and get pissed with the boys. And I never really thought about it. So that from that mentality and coming to a country that that I assumed was you know part of the uh, European Union, everything strong and and great, and you know where. <laughs> right next to England and England's like capital of finance so how could this happen and then uh, and then you're looking at yeah like just so many resources wasted mm-hmm. didn't it didn't make sense it kind of uh, it kind of got me asking questions mm-hmm. yeah okay so that <laughs> that was uh, 
a little milestone on your on your journey of uh, financial education, I guess. Yeah, you need you need to to see it. You need to see it to um for it to to hit you. And and I think um, this is something that that we that we cover quite a bit because we're like we like to talk about sound money and Bitcoin and alternative economies. And then uh, we think, how is this going to create? Like, how is this going to hit mass adoption if there's no uh, if there's no teething issues in in the first world? And mm. uh, and maybe and this is the thing. Maybe there is just you know every depending on where you are, you don't see it. Which is which is why, pardon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the thing. So uh, you know, I've recently I've been posting on on Steemit, and um, somebody. Uh, so to to give a little background, Steemit is this social network which runs on uh, cryptocurrency, uh, and people get paid in cryptocurrency when they use it. Um, when if if their post gets successful or if they um, if they upvote a, a post which later becomes successful, so um, the the thing about it is uh, when you have Bitcoin, it's kind of still uh, financial tech nerds and, and uh, just technology nerds in general that get interested in something like that, um, but it's not really accessible for the general public like okay so there's some internet money um why do i care i mean i don't you know i use paypal so what's the big deal whereas if you uh when we have uh, now we have steam it um which uh hopefully will be one of many cryptocurrency based social network platforms um now we now we have this. People can jump on there, and it's this this uh, um, network or this uh, medium which people are already very familiar with. More than a billion people around the world use Facebook alone, um, so they can go on there and and uh, just use it, and that pushes this new technology into into people's um, uh, right in the front of people's vision. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, isn't PayPal digital money? Isn't that like the first thing? Like, I, I got, I got digital money. I use, I use plastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the it's- US dollar is mostly digital. Yeah. Sure. So, <laughs> but we want to, we want to move towards a decentralized solution. Yes. Or at least a less, less centralized solution. And so that's, that's why these, this type of technology is important. <laughs> yeah um yeah so i saw a, a comment on facebook the other day um somebody's grandma saying uh so we've signed up to 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 steam it um your mother and i have signed up to steam it but we don't know what to do on there and so you know uh and i think andreas antonopoulos has been saying for years if we want to if we want cryptocurrency to be successful, it needs to be easy enough that your grandma can use it. Like your grandma can use email. Um, so she, there needs to be that level of facility. Uh, yeah. And it looks like we're now approaching that. Yeah, this is a, this is a big deal because, uh, I mean, you, you and I, uh, we, we travel a lot and I've, I've been looking recently into uh, Bitcoin debit cards and... Mm. 
um, the, the the sad thing is, uh, as much as I, I love the technology and it's great to get a Visa or MasterCard that you can load, it's like virtually a, a prepaid travel card, but you put Bitcoins on it instead. Mm-hmm. So it's not, so you, you don't have a, a specified currency. Um, that's really cool. But if you are to, to, if you're earning fiat, you're earning Australian dollars, US dollars or whatever, then you need to buy the Bitcoin, which there's a, there's obviously transfer fees there. So you, you lose a pinch and then you transfer it to your Bitcoin wallet where you, you lose a tiny little pinch. And then there's going to be like a transfer fee when you use your card anyway. And I, and I know these are all small fees, but it, it does become a headache when you're trying to work out what's better. Should I just use my credit card anyway and and not worry about transferring? But where, the, where it changes is where people don't need to be buying the Bitcoin and they're earning Bitcoin direct. And then they're only doing yep. one change and that's this is this is why I think Steam is Steam it is the, the 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 first step into like a new world where everyone's earning valuable tokens and they can actually transfer and convert this into real world stuff. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Pr- pretty exciting. Yes. Pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like the the world is the world is changing very rapidly. Uh so, yeah, I wanted to go through a, f- a few of the comments that we've got over the last couple of weeks. Some of the the, the greatest hits here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. On this episode, yeah, um, this episode where I was talking about uh, having standards in in a lover and and in a partner. Um, there, there's uh, this this comment here from a. Presumably, a lady named Queen Peace, um, and she's written, "Or is it that we are just selfish as humans and only want what we think is best for ourselves, and what society says is is the norm, or maybe it's the naivety?" I'm hi- I am a highly spiritual, open-minded, positive person on a beautiful journey with my twin flame. We would love nothing more than to bring a beautiful soul into the world, but I will admit that I have used that term a fair bit being a female and putting myself ahead in time to when our children will be the age that we are today and what us as humans have seen in today's world. I can only feel a, a little sense of sadness for what our children might have to go through. So this was, I think we, we, we must have been talking in that episode. I, I think I probably shared this idea like when you have a child, um, that's like your gift to the world. So pe- people get very concerned yeah. about bringing a child into a, into a world when they're suffering, but uh, but that's an that's an opportunity, um, and yeah, I'd say it's yeah, that, it's an opportunity from the child's perspective as well as from everybody else's. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, I mean that came about because um, I often hear people say, you know, I don't want to bring somebody into such a horrible, don't want to bring a soul into such a horrible world, and um, and. Hmm. I mean, it really depends on how you see the world because um, I think you and I both are very, uh, see a very positive and optimistic view of, of what's to come. There's a lot of change happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, economically, I think we are moving into a world of abundance where you can pretty much start, eat. I mean, if you put a plan together, you can start moving away from the traditional ways of, of living and earning money and you can really start getting towards finding your passion and executing some some serious time in that. Um, I mean, unless, well, I mean, there's, there's always two sides of the coin, isn't there? 
But I, I feel like, you know, we've, we've kind of cracked it in a way and we're doing what we want to do. So um, best to, to live by example and encourage people to do the same. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, that's her last comment here. P.S. It was a great watch. Keep doing what you guys are doing, educating the world. Cool. Nice thing to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Well, uh, this is um, what you just said. It makes makes me think about something I've been con- considering lately, which is uh, like uh, like when people say that, like I don't want to bring my child uh, a child into a world of such suffering. Uh, I have to ask. Well, hang on. Where where is the suffering really? I mean, thirteen years of is school there, really. <laughs> uh, yeah well that's uh, fuck that shit off um, but I mean we get told that there, there are wars and that there are mass shootings and, and uh, disease and violence but I mean it basically never happens to us right I mean when was the last time you, you were in a fight maybe grade 4 like, like a no, actually, it was, it was great. Even seven. as as a bouncer, as a bouncer, <laughs> oh, no, no, never no, really... no, it never well, happened. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a that's an interesting perspective. Or, you know, I guess it happens that someone in your family can get can get seriously ill. I mean, has has that happened? Has someone in your family passed before their time? Um, we well, I had a I had an auntie that that passed away. Um, yeah. A few weeks ago. But, um, but I mean, you know, of of course, you know, these, these things happen. It's like the cycle of, of life, but, but, but in in generally, I mean, in general, it hasn't really, I wouldn't say I've had any serious surprises close to me. You know what I mean? Like not, not enough to, Mm. to, uh, to shatter my, you know, my world or anything. It's right. So yeah, so th- I mean, these things definitely happen. Like I've lo- I've lost. I mean, I've I've had a really lucky run. Suicide and yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess me me too. Um, but yeah, it it does make me wonder. I mean, yeah, I guess there is, you know, bad bad things do happen, but this they they do seem rare. I mean, it's not even like something happens every year. If if something happened every year, I'd be, I, you know, maybe I could, I, I could relate and say, yeah, I guess the, you know, the world is a little dark, but no, I mean, it's like uh, these things happen, you know, maybe have, have happened maybe a few times in my life, um, in in terms of um, serious illness or something like that. I mean, there there have been mm-hmm. a, a few strange events, but. Um, but on the most part, things are pretty good. So yeah. sometimes I even I, <laughs> I just want to throw at you. Thought even crosses my mind. Yeah, go on. Oh no, sorry to cut you off. I think we're getting a little bit of lag through the uh, yeah. the audio here. But yeah. um, just to lighten this this up a little bit, um, every now and then when something bad does happen, like you know, like you want to you want to go get that torta or gala, which is like a delicacy of Guadalajara. And and the shop's shut, and it's like it, it's not it's not like they they shut. It's like they sold out half an hour earlier than what you thought they would. And it's like, oh well, uh, to use some Spanish, ya me tocó. Like you know, I was I was due for that to happen, and it's um, just a cultural <laughs> had it coming. 
Yeah, you had it coming. It's like a cultural thing. It's like, well, I got robbed and lost my phone today. You were due for it. You had it coming. And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's a Mexican thing. They're, they're crazy. But, I don't know, maybe you can explain yeah, that. Tocaba. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a strange expression. Like, yeah, it was, it was destined for you. It was already touching you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was already coming your way. <laughs> but they say um, for like the worst things like you had a car accident like you, like you didn't die so you know you had it coming for you like it was it was, it was you're overdue for that <laughs> to happen i was like this that's the stupidest thing like logically it doesn't it doesn't make sense but uh it seems it seems to be like a natural saying for in mexican culture yeah 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 <laughs> and, and well, anyway it's just like oh well these th- these things happen i guess i guess that's kind of what it means <laughs> like you can't avoid mm. bad things forever. I suppose that's that's the yeah the yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know there's you know sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you know don't don't dwell on it. Tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah, yeah, it's something but, like that. Yeah, the I mean the whole thing is um, like you you see the you see the news and all these all these terrible things are happening and they pump it in your face and blood leads and and uh you get bombarded with it and people think that's the world but um the world really i mean is is your life and and most people um don't even have to face that sort of thing i met a fellow the uh a few weeks ago who's uh a, a journalist in the middle east and he has to go into into war zones um, constantly. So, you know, that's that's his world, I guess. But he's like, nah, it's cool, man. I mean, they taught me how to shoot an AK-47. Um, he wasn't he wasn't that bothered by it. If, though, if I pried deeply, I mean, he's probably seen some, some uh, pretty nasty things, but he has to put on a brave face, I guess. Um, but the, th- the thing is, I mean, for most people, they really don't see that that much suffering. Um, uh, even you know, even people in developing countries, um, most most of the time, most countries have it pretty good these days. Um, and so, the suffering is like there's such a small percentage of 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 uh, what's going on here. Um, it seems so strange to focus on it. Yeah, I mean, we we've got the perspective of, of Mexico, and and I know that, I mean, I know Mexico has got a bad rap for being a, a terrible country, but uh, and and even though that most of my family aren't in a comfortable situation, these guys live good. I, overall, I mean, I, I, they can't they can't complain too much about um, their their standard of living, and I think that's that's probably the majority of people in Mexico because, you know, it's it's not like uh, okay. We can't drink the water out of the tap. Well, that, that's that's now reality, even in the first world countries. And, mm. and, and it, you know, I mean, if I, it's not like we need to walk kilometers to a well or anything like like some of the ads I've been seeing on television here. Like, uh, just yep. just make a few comments about about um, Irish television. There is a lot of uh, like sympathy grabbing television. Where, where it's showing starving uh, African children. And, I mean, I'm aware this is happening, but I don't need to see it on TV every five minutes. 
and uh, and I'm sitting next to my nephew, which is nine years old, and you know he he puts like a pillow up to the television, and I'm like, Carlos, what are you doing? You know, just out of just mm. picking at him, and he would say, uh, you know, I I don't want to see this, and I was like, that is that's clever, <laughs> in a way, you know, I don't want to see it. It's like. We just change the channel on the remote. You don't have to put a t- like a pillow in front of the whole thing to <laughs> block everyone out. And and I, I thought I thought to myself like I found these these various tracks of thought happening. And the first one was well he's he's a, a nine year old choosing what he wants to watch. Okay, fair enough. He's he's making a conscious choice to to not to block those images from his mind. Um, it wasn't it wasn't oh poor kids that that are starving. And then then I'm thinking this this call this organization which was not one of the not not one of the normal uh, or the, the well known ones that that I'm aware of. It was it was a, a different one, and I thought, how much are they adver- How much are they paying for advertisement on on Sky Television or whatever you know, pay TV that, that's downstairs? It's like, and who's who's paying for that? That's not that's not charity. Television media companies are not charity. Someone's paying all this money. And how many months are you putting your money into this per month? Three months before one cent even makes its way to to a child. And even then, why don't we look at like economic, economic ways of uh, of stimulating their own internal economy, or showing them how to, or, or showing people how to live rather than just feeding them? And it's the it's the same old case of of uh, you know, of finding people that that are in are in trouble and they they need help, but instead of actually helping them, they uh, they begin to feed them like the tiger that's caged, and it's like that tiger can never go back to the wild because it's waiting at the one spot. For its for its leg of, of ham to rock up, and uh, and there there's my food. Plus, they lose the will to live, or or in our cases, as our generation, we lose the will to want to innovate or want to start businesses. Because what's the point? We have we have a, a a beautiful country with a great government that can give you everything you need. Mm-hmm. So um, yep. yep. Well, that that's my rant on Irish television. I, I just turned it off. It's TV. Mm. Well, what am I doing on the couch watching TV? <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> oh, well, that there. Scary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, well, that's what's good, um, you know, coming back to cryptocurrency. I think the, there's an organization, I think the name is Bitcoin Not Bombs. And yep. uh, it's like a, a relief organization. So, so when there's a problem, like, um, what was it? I think there was an... A few years ago, an earthquake in the Philippines or in East Timor, I forget where. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, a, a dude was there and he said, um, hey, well, I'm here. I can, you know, I can buy things, blankets and, and water for people. I just need a little help. Um, so people sent him a bunch of bitcoins and um, he helped a lot with the with the relief effort, like this, this uh, direct action um a little uh, volunteering and a little a little compassion from people around the world. Um, it really goes a long way when you don't need to pay a, a huge international corporation that calls itself a, a charity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. especially if you're sending euros or dollars or pounds sterling. I mean, that's mm. I, I I'm I'm looking at change here on my on my table and you know here, here we have what a pound or two and it's like this is it's just a coin but I know just a coin here if I could convert that what that was in pesos that's like a whole lunch where here it's just change I mean it's it's, it's like it's um 
I'm, I'm thinking like I, I did a little trip to London the other week and I'm now I'm here in Ireland and everything's euros and it's like that. Everything is so much more expensive to what I've been conditioned to for the last couple of years. And I got friends going, so how was, yeah. how was London? You find it expensive? I said, probably as expensive as Sydney, but I forgot. I forgot how much a bottle of water costs <laughs> when you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, pretty how much pretty did disgusting. It cost? Like three three euros, um, two fifty. Uh, yeah, uh, no, two uh, pound. I was in London, so yeah, two fifty yeah. for a, for a, a liter of water. Oh, yeah. But if you want to hear a water story, I was at um, I had to fly through <laughs> Bogota, uh, Colombia, yep. and I was kind of excited to go to Colombia because yep. the, the plan was I'd have a whole a whole day. We we're going to land in the morning and we fly at night. So I thought you know I could do a little trip out and get a little taste of of Colombia before I leave. Um, but my flights were canceled and we ended up getting a, a direct flight. They got straight in and then a two hour, um, two hour changeover, no two hour connection. Um, and then, and then we moved on. But within that two hours, I, you know, I thought we'll get, we'll get some water and I'll get on the internet, you know, two, two necessities of, of life. And the internet is on the level of, mm-hmm. of water now. <laughs> We've got to check your messages. Kurt, how annoying is it when you can't get in touch with people? <laughs> <laughs> right here. Uh, so, I, I, and, and I'm, I'm with my wife. So, Joanna wants water. And, you know, you can't, you can't tell your wife that's thirsty. No, we, you know, it's, we're not going to get water here. So, I go she to buy a, a bottle of water. And, um, you know, I'm ashamed of this, but I'm going to put it to the world. I paid, yeah, no, another craving and taco. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's another story. We, I bought a bottle of water, one liter of water for nine US dollars because there was no other water. There was, there was no other water. There was no other water. Yep. In US dollars. I don't understand. They, um, well, I, I got off the plane and I'm, I'm in this section of terminals. Like it might've been 10 or so, or 15, I don't know, it was a whole, it was a, a big area, and uh, the majority of the shops were closed, because it was it was night, it was pretty around, we are flying out at 10, we arrived around 8.30 or something, or, or 8, so we had a couple hours, and there was one restaurant, and a couple souvenir stores that happened to sell water at the same time, and and I said, which, which water is more expensive, and it was 27,000 pesos and 27,500 um, and I'm like, okay, I got Fiji water. I got water from France. That was it. You know, the, the two, uh, well, I mean, nice, nice water. I'm not talking about, you know, cheap water, premium water, but there was no other water and there was no other shops. And so, and, and, you know, I was, I was thinking, what the fuck? not drinking water from the toilet. It's probably not I'm in well, Colombia. I'm pretty sure you can, I'm pre- uh, you, well, in Medellin, at least you can drink the tap water and it's fine. Yeah. Um, probably in Bogota as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I you just I mean, you just don't know, yeah. you know. It's the first time I've been there, um, but yeah. there was there was nothing. But you can ask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could have, but you know, I'm not not going to bring my wife a, a, a glass of toilet water. Just yeah. just, just well, feel it just feels wrong. <laughs> well, I guess it was just an then, assumption then, then, as well. But you know, you could, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it doesn't like, doesn't well. That... I mean, Latin America. I mean. Um, you probably can't drink the water. That's a reasonable assumption. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but what do you what do you think about that? Nine US dollars for a bottle of water. 
I mean, uh, the airports should have got a phone, like, you know, the big 20-liter water for free. It's, it's, it's an airport. It's like it's water. What's, what, what's, what's going on? And their internet yeah, sucks. have a little water cooler. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It had, I mean, it has to be one or the other, doesn't it? Nine dollar water. Well, no, no, with my luck. Or, or, or 50 cent water <laughs> with shitty internet. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would have. You can't have it both ways. That's, man, I would have taken right. the 50 cent water and, and, and dealt with the no internet. But, and the thing was, I, I was, I was prepared to go to the restaurant and pay extra just to eat something I didn't even want to eat just to get, just to get internet. And they're like, yeah, we, it's like, no, there's one internet, the airport internet, it doesn't work. And everyone, and like the girls that they're, all, all the girls in the shops, well, it's probably a couple of guys too, but I only spoke to the girls. They said, they were like, I could see the frustration in their face. They must have people asking, is there other internet all the time, all day, all night? There's planes coming in and, and she's like, no, there is no internet, airport internet only. <sighs> All right. Sorry. Sorry for asking. My bad. Wow. They have a monopoly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't All know. Right. I don't know what, so what that started was a, that. that was a... <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. I do remember I got I, when I, I arrived in Cartagena one time and and uh, um, I, I mean I told this story previously about t- taking the ferry to the La Playa Blanca and. Uh, before I got on the ferry, the guy, um, I, I arrived at the little boat station or whatever, and this dude is like, "Hey, come on, how are you, man? Come on, come with me. You want yeah. some water?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I would like some water." Uh, and he, <laughs> he gave me the water. Uh, of course, always ask first, and then afterwards, he, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but he he, he charged me like three dollars for the water, and I was like, "Hang on, that's not." normal and the guy behind the counter was like yeah <laughs> but i still paid the three dollars so what <laughs> no big yeah. deal <laughs> they were, yeah, they, they were uh, ripping me off just, but i mean you know yeah yeah just sometimes well i mean when you're traveling sometimes you just go with the flow because you you're already over it like uh, i'm not <laughs> i'm not very good when i when I'm, yeah. I, I mean I, I i know that i turn into a grumpy old man when I'm when I'm traveling, and it's just like, just remember, just remember who you are now. You're traveling again. Probably not the best person to travel with. <laughs> so just play it cool. Pay the nine bucks. Yeah. Happy wife. Happy life. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So next next comment here. We got a couple of comments like this, but this one is from Calabar. 24p um yep. and he commented on on one of our peyote posts and said very interesting what does peyote take uh what is <laughs> not not the taste what does peyote make you feel like what other drug is similar to it so uh, i i don't really know i mean for me i haven't had that much experience in psychedelics i mean it's 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 not as uh at least the experience I had. I can't speak for other people, but it's definitely not not quite as gentle as ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you do experience some sort of drunkenness, dizziness, loss of balance, uh, yep. and then there's there's also the all these these 
visual effects, hallucinations, whatever you want to call them, contact with extraterrestrials. Um, and yeah, what what would you say, Aaron? Uh, I would agree with all with all that, and uh, especially because I mean I don't I don't like to consider these this for example peyote in the same uh, line of, of of other drugs. I think there's there's a distinction between uh, like um, drugs you'd find in a, in a city scene, like uh, you know like dirty club cocaine or acid tabs or just alcohol. That's like one thing, and then when you put ayahuasca. Um, peyote and um, I don't know it's even, even marijuana or I'd, I'd put in in a different like it's kind of a more much more natural um, drug experience and yeah I mean ayahuasca it, it really let like you you slide into it and it, you, you kind of you feel like it's really it's really holding you like it is very gentle um, but, then, but then when you get Especially when you hit the bottom with, with, it's while like, they're playing the Icaros Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's that. See, ayahuasca isn't something that you just go and you know find a dude on the corner or in the park and say, "Give me, you know, give me, um, you know, two good hits of ayahuasca." And there it is, and you walk away with your thermos. Nothing. It's nothing like that. It's like you need to go to a ceremony. I think peyote would be similar if you um, if you wanted to organize a ceremony. I think it probably would be nice like that. But the um, but yeah. the way we did well, it. Well, if we arrived on a different day, we probably would have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. But we, we didn't. Um, well, it was kind of it was kind of funny the way it all came about. So you can check out the episode to, to get an idea of that. But we just kind of turned up and we didn't know what to expect. Um, not not to say that we were really loose with it. Um, I mean, I wanted to have a good time, but I always want to have work. a good time. Yeah. Okay. We, we were definitely. <laughs> I mean, I just like turning up to a party and there's no one there. I was like, well, what do you do? Well, we start drinking. Let's go cut some peyote and get into it. Other than the taste being really bad, I don't think it was that shocking, really, because I think we were kind of eased into it as well. Uh... <laughs> that's i don't know how you can say that now after all the things i've heard you say about it the, like being well, i'm trying out, to be walking, walking out into the desert and being terrified and and uh having having some severe um problems with with uh excrement um <laughs> yeah so yeah that that all happened well okay yeah. I, i'm trying to be i'm trying to be objective about it because i don't think I mean, in hindsight, I don't think it was as terrifying as what I thought it was. It was just that it was new, right. and I was I was terrified of what could happen because it kind of felt like you were you were really disconnected from from reality. And um, wait, Steph- I was or you were? I uh, know. I think we all saying? were. Like as soon as you, well, as soon as you, okay. as soon as you step away from the crew or the, the group over those stone over that little stone wall, and you're out by yourself, it's really only you reflecting on the whole universe and then when the universe does things like uh start twinkling in a way or you see something that you're not expecting it's um it it breaks your your normal belief system so you kind of got to coach yourself you know i'm expecting something to happen i'm not expecting something to happen um but it, it was it was different because it wasn't like a normal a normal drug it was like you the difference here was you I mean you go out and you get drunk at a, at a bar it's like yeah you, you you're expecting your 
you're expecting like a drunken like feeling okay okay and sometimes you drink too much mm. and you fall off or fall off the end and it's like you lose control of yourself um you kind of know that's going to happen but with with peyote it's not like okay i'm going to get drunk it's there's things out here there's something else here i am now crossing over into mm. this into this world where there's all kinds of spirits and monsters that are able to manifest in ways that I can't imagine because I've never been taught about this stuff. I don't even know how to think about it. And then something mm. something goes boo. <laughs> it's like it might have just been a nice little spirit to saying hello. Welcome, welcome to my world. And uh, and you you're like waving your arms and ah! <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> you're saying you weren't that terrified. I think you're downplaying it a little bit. I mean I was yeah. scared. That was a, like one of the genuinely most weird experiences in my life. So, um, and, yeah. and I think, I, I suspect that I've had a, a few weirder experiences than you. And so, so maybe I, you know, I could take it a, a little bit easier, but it, mm. well, it definitely wasn't easy. So, <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, um, yeah, may, I mean, yeah. it might come across like like I'm playing it down. Like, yeah, you know, I was I was terrified, but it was cool. I was terrified, <laughs> like as if I was five years old in Aaron's my bed, a big man. with my quilt up around me. <laughs> no, I, I was I was like the kid looking at the closet, going, "There's something in there, and I don't want you to come out." Yeah, uh, there's something yeah. in my closet, but I'm just just keep the door shut. It'll be fine. Just keep the door shut. And luckily for me, the door didn't open. So. You know, I, I'm going to play. It. I'm going to play. It well, cool. you told you told it to stay closed. Of course, it stayed closed. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I needed that. I needed to get that level. Now that I've got it, when we go back in February, it would be all right. Door, what do you got to show me? And we'll see what happens. <laughs> and I'm going to shit all right, we'll again. see how. We'll see if you have that that gung ho attitude when you arrive there. <laughs> I'm putting it here so it has to. When it to. comes to the, when when you're standing there with the with the door in front of you and you know there's something very strange behind it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, it's are we are we making I mean are we having too much fun with this? Because I know it's very spiritual, a lot of respect and and I don't want people to think that I I don't respect the the peyote or any of this, um, I do. It's yeah. just that, you know, I like to, I like to live life too. Like, you know, I like to, I like to enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it definitely would have been better if we, if, if we went in there with a, with a shaman, with the ceremony and that sort of thing. I mean, we did have some, um, some, uh, some guidance there. And so, I mean, a little ceremony, like Joanna said a prayer before we started, um, so that set the tone a bit. Um, yeah. And uh, Joanna asked asked uh, the young lady Mar- Marcella to say some words of uh, of purpose. Um, so you know that was a good thing. Yeah, I I was uh, I was a little bit taken back when because Joanna's words had a there's a, there a lot of feeling like she just I just thought okay you know Joanna's kind of you know be nice and saying some words. But then when she said the words, it was like, wow, that was a really nice, a really nice, uh, you know, like almost like grace before you, before you eat. Like that was really yes. wonderful and powerful. And where did that come from? She just, I just felt like saying something and, but, but okay. But this is the thing, like ayahuasca, I felt like the peyote was working 
before we even got to the desert. I can say yes. I was feeling different. And, and that's something you don't have before you go out on a night of, like, you know, a, a party night to the festival and, you know, party drugs or whatever. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. You don't feel, you get excited. But the, the, the ayahuasca and the peyote do work outside time. And if they know you're coming for it, like coming for it, they will, they will start adjusting you, clicking you like the Rubik's Cube before you even get there. <laughs> yeah, appar- apparently so. As <laughs> 15 years before. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, we had this, this comment from a fellow... Um, goes by the name of NKDK on uh, on Steemit. So when I posted one of the, the, the episodes on Steemit, we had the little write-up and I, I started the write-up saying something like, uh, Colombia is a, is a country known for its, its naturally beautiful women and its plastically beautiful women and uh, it, the, the cocaine. Um, in, in the second paragraph of the write-up, I started to say, well, of course, the, rep, the the reputation and the reality are very different, but um, I'm I'm not sure. It, uh, it appears that I offended this this fellow, so so I apologized. Um, but he he said he said to us, which is a, a fair point. Um, he said that it's it's our responsibility. The the comments in Spanish, by the way, so I won't read it out. Uh, but um, he said to us that that it's when when you go there when you go to another country it's your responsibility um to tell the the truth about it and let people know that it's that it's something other than just uh drugs and women yeah um uh, and he said of course there's so much natural beauty the fauna and flora um the customs the, the gastronomy um and so so you have to yeah, I mean, when people come to Colombia, they, it's it's unfortunate if they come just for sex tourism or drug tourism, because there is so much um, so much amazing stuff to see in that country. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think. Well, let me see if I can get this right. You said first, um, if you actually read the article, he would have noticed. That that's not you know that's not the way the article went, you know that's kind of how you just well started. I yeah, but I, well I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure because um, yeah I guess you know sometimes things are are up to interpretation but I I think the fact that yeah. that English is his second language had something to do with it sure yeah because we I mean we I think we understand the weight of uh, of our own. Uh, journalism and and I consider myself to be early on the, the path of of showing people the world and and I you know I kind of feel honoured that I feel like in a way that's a calling to me so I think his words are, are valid it's just that he doesn't he doesn't um, you know know us or understand where we're at and, and and that we are very objective about a lot of things like I, I don't think we'd want to portray anything anything wrongly so. Yeah, I mean this. The story was well, about what, what else can you say? To, the story was about me going to Colombia um, and uh, um, going going to a, accompanying accompanying my friend to a job interview, and then the job interview turned out to be for a, being a cam girl 
And uh, so I wrote in the in the write up that it was about an interesting look into the sex industry, which may be a bit um, misleading, and and maybe this this fellow thought I was. Uh, uh, whoremonger or something. I don't know what. <laughs> well, that's. Um, well, yeah, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't process the the episode because it wasn't. It was like a very. Well, I don't know, man. You you get up to crazy adventures. What happened? <laughs> I mean, it was a surprise. You had none of that planned. <laughs> you were just supporting a friend, going to a job interview, and then and then what happened? You're like, hey, I out. know. <laughs> yeah, he went to hang out. That's famous words of Kurt. I just went to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Life philosophy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Then uh, we had a we had another comment from uh, from a friend of uh, of the podcast, Kenny Palarantano, and mm. uh, yeah, he wrote this this comment on which oh, which video was it? I forget. I'm, I'm not sure if it was the one where we. Let's see. All oh, right, this one, Anico Superheroes, Anico Pulco Knights, 2016. So we were talking about a few of the the interesting characters that we met and their, their diversity of ideas. Um, and Kenny said to us, "How have neither of you read the Communist Manifesto? Um, it'll probably only take an hour or two, and not only would would that give you much better language and insights when conversing and debating with Marxists." but would also give you a much better idea of the similarities between anarchy and communism. Communism is a stateless class yeah. society, much like anarchism. In my understanding, the end goals of anarchists and communists are almost identical. The biggest difference is on how we get there. Marxism puts forth eliminating capitalism first, then trying to eliminate the state, which we know doesn't work. Consolidating the power and then trying to take it away from those people doesn't end well. Of course, it's... This is a problem with the central point of failure, I guess you could say. Um, whereas anarchists want to eliminate the state, then deal with other hierarchies and issues like capitalism, racism, etc. Um, so, yeah, appreciate that that comment, Kenny. So, so uh, he wrote that a week ago. Unfortunately, I still haven't gotten around to reading the Communist Manifesto, but it's definitely on my yeah. um, list of things to do. I feel a bit, um, yeah, a bit embarrassed that uh, <laughs> I've got, you know, I, I guess I've I've been critical of of certain forms of communism in the past, but I still haven't read, um, you know, this important book. So maybe I I still don't really know what it's about. Um, yeah, I always assumed it was so big and so old. Like I put it in the category like like the Bible. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a big commitment to read that thing but if it's only a couple hours then then sure we should we should go through it and, and comment about it but um, yeah it's not it's not big at all i think it's around 100 pages yeah but jump into to the episode where well you know another in acapulco nights where i mentioned I, I thought i was communist for a moment because a lot, a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts and it's easy to agree to a lot because you're talking to a lot of smart people that have really good ideas and are really concise way of explaining what they what they think so it's like yeah that that does make a lot of sense mm -hmm. but yeah it is important that i think we do do a little yeah, more homework sure. um but just uh, about anarcho-pulco it's like yeah we, we mentioned a few people that we get in touch with but there is i think there's we could we could do an episode with everybody that turns up because just this 
the, the movement <laughs> itself. I mean, it's, it's so many amazing people, and you know, it just depends on 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 who we end up, you know, living with. We, we have a chat with those, with these guys, but um, I mean, everyone's got amazing stories. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. It's like it's it's like the coolest club that I never knew existed, and it didn't until recently. So I haven't missed out on much. I don't think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I hope a lot of people uh, are listening to this from Steemit um, because I, I, uh, I'd be delighted if, uh, if a few people from Steemit showed up to Anacapulco next year and, and said hello to us um, because it seems like on, on Steemit, of course, there's a big focus on um, cryptocurrency content but also on on uh, libertarian or voluntarist content um, talking about how self-ownership and how government isn't that great um, and how we need to look for other alternatives. So um, if you are listening from Steam and I encourage you to come next year to Anacapulco and uh, join us and have a good time. Well said. (laughs) <laughs> cool um, yeah I mean Kenny did leave this other comment um, when he listened to the rest of the video he, th- he thanked us for for the nice things we said about him and he wanted to use it as a testimonial and he said we should get um, a huge villa next year with like 30 people staying in it <laughs> I thought we were going to get a yacht next year oh yeah that was the plan I, I, I said I'm right. I, I'm in, but can only be. I'm only one man. Can only be in one <laughs> one party at a time. One man, one yacht. Is that the rule? We get a whole fleet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to this next year, and and I think it's going to be. Uh, every year, it seems like it's more of a commitment that that you must go, and it's it's not just because <laughs> we go, but I think it's something that everyone feels like when they. When they leave, they, they they understand that this is it, it's more than just a you know a, a conference with good information and great speakers. This is like mm. uh, real people that that you can um, you know really connect with, build friendships, put projects together, and it's it's really it's really like a like a new um. Let's see. I'm gonna be careful with words, but I mean, I'm gonna, I like saying you know it's like a new world, but it, it really is because some of these, some of the ideas that that we talk about, and it's just about alternate systems of um, of interacting. I'll keep it like that. Uh, really, in really fall in line with I think the the world that we need to move to in order to you know to live in in the way which these principles allow to to live. And uh, and Kurt, I can thank you for that because as much as you go, Aaron, you already knew all this stuff. It's like, well, yeah, but I didn't know what it was called, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, uh, yeah, it's funny how you can you can intuitively understand a lot of ideas, and then you you get a framework to click them in, and it, it give, and you're like, oh, hang on, I I I knew that, but yeah, that's the. <laughs> That uh, that really boils it down. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, yeah. we turn it up here to Ireland. Something funny happened. One of these funny uh, father son moments. My dad said to me, "We're talking about you know how everyone's turning up and it's great to have the family together again." And he said, mm. "He said, uh, you know, I really, I really don't know what happened to uh, to my kids." 
And you know, I think in a way he was talking to me, so of course I was included in that. And I was thinking, well, what what happened? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, first thing, I went to an Acapulco. That happened. That changed my life. Um, but then, <laughs> but then the other things that that's happened, like big milestones in my life. And I thought, yeah, I, I was framed by cops. I was framed by cops in in a court case where they brought they brought a data and witnesses that weren't there. And the judge was so dodgy. He agreed with with like you know, oh, I have to vote. I have to you know, go with 26 years of experience. I'm like, that wasn't, but that was the case. These guys weren't there. And, uh, and then that, that's when, that's when I was broken. That, that, that's when, when I think you, you realize that the world doesn't quite work and you go to an Acapulco and it kind of makes sense because everyone has a story of, of when their mind just got big. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So maybe maybe some people in your family have some of those stories too. Oh yeah, with, without it, I mean, I say my family is the anarchists from Acapulco. They've all got stories. <laughs> yeah, no, but my my brothers, my sisters, of course, of course, which are all fans of the fans of the show. But we can't we can't talk to everybody like this. And plus, you know, we're not in the same country anymore. So it helps that that uh, people can tune in to this to this content. That, that's that, that's what yeah. you're saying, or did I miss the point? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a well, that wasn't exactly what I was saying, but yeah, that's good, uh, good, good point. Great, cool. So, yeah, I guess that's it. I'm a, I'm out of comments for now. I think. Yeah, those are those are the. Oh, we did have some comments from uh, Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. So he was talking about steam it and he had this kind of uh, criticism about it because we I posted this this video um, with a commentary or an introduction to steam it and and reading out my article about why steam it might work and he was saying how uh, maybe it, it might not be sustainable because um, somehow I had gotten 48 upvotes on steam it but the video only had three views so it's like people really watching that or they're just you know they're just excited about it for some other reason um then i i said well maybe it's just some lag on youtube and he said later well probably not um (laughs) yeah and let's see um yeah he said that those numbers prove without a doubt that many upvoters don't care about the the quality of of the content um if the site becomes littered with horrible content then many less people will find value and steam it and things will fall apart uh and so i give this analysis uh this kind of game theory analysis of of uh what was going on here so i'll just read out my comment here um yes well i know i'm guilty of upvoting before having read the article once in a while Though normally because I can I can see it's already popular, um, and especially if it's from someone I already know produces good content. Even if some people do vote kind of randomly, I don't think it's such a big deal. Normally it's people who have just started on the platform and they're trying to gamble with their upvotes. But just upvoting random posts isn't a very good way to get Steam power, and they won't really see much improvement until they change their strategy. So to to put that 
into context if you don't know when you, when you vote on on good content on steam it um, you get rewarded and it gives you more voting power in the future if there are people yeah. with a lot of steam power randomly liking stuff again that doesn't really change much because it takes more than that to give a post a high profile. It would only be a problem if people with a lot of steam power decided to collude to upvote mediocre content in some kind of Ellsworth Tui style conspiracy in an attempt to ruin steam it for the masses. Uh, that would definitely be against their interests. Uh, too long, don't read. Uh, random upvotes from small fish don't change much. Random upvotes from big fish are less likely. So yeah. did you follow that analysis? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be going through and upvoting um, well, people that... I mean, if people had a lot of steam power and they're going through and upvoting for the fun of upvoting, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of work to do that, especially on, on my internet connection. But at the same time, right. steam, it's quite small as well. So I think it's, it's understandable that that um you know within communities because i know you know it's we're jumping from one platform to another in, in a way because um the the people that that I've, I've been reading articles from are people that i already know and that that are posted on on facebook and it's like yeah okay i, I know this guy i'll check out his article and, and i guess the people that already follow the paradise paradox now we're on steam it so they'll go to the paradise paradox and a lot i'd say there's there's pretty many people that that support and there's so much there's so much content and, and information and, and data and, and articles to get through that it's so easy to say, you know, I'll, um, I'll upvote it knowing that there's a window of time and I put it on my to read list that I think that that happens too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that really. I mean, me neither. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, the thing is, I mean, if that's, if that's somebody that you already trust, then, you know, you're probably going to like the content anyway, so so why not upvote it early? And yeah, what's wrong with that? Um, but the the thing is, if you have the these um, people with a lot of steam power and they go through and they just click on everything upvoting it, that actually dilutes their voting power. Um, so yeah. every vote is worth less and less. How, how long? How long do they have before that? I mean, they'd have to have a lot of steam power, but how long will they have before their steam power's, yeah, diluted enough that it's just, it's not really ah. worth that much? Okay, okay. So the 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 thing is, I mean, it it dilutes and then it kind of recharges. So it's mm. it's not like it diminishes completely. They still have the same amount of steam power in their account. Um, it's just that the the uh, their power meter goes down temporarily, or their their their, their MP. Their, their magic points go down for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I mean, I think it's. I think the rule was something like, vote more than ten times a day, and and that's that's a bit too much. It's something like that. Um, Is that then, you know you wait twenty four forty eight hours and it's back to full. Okay, so that that that's kind of. Um at the moment, that's kind of the limit and what people are recommending you, you can vote without, without losing power. Oh, without unduly diluting it, because I think it, um, it, it dilutes it every time you, you, you drop a new vote. So the thing is, I mean, previously what I'd done was, uh, if, if people commented on my article, I'd almost upvote it no matter what. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm giving this guy 15 cents. So why not? 
Um, yeah. But then that's that's kind of against my my own interests. Even though I mean I'm, I might get a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, money from that, and they get a little bit of money from that. It actually yeah. it it doesn't. It's not very good curating. Um, yeah. It doesn't reward the the um, the 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 good the extra good comments um, like not just positive comments but comments where people have put in some thought and tried to analyze your post and give some constructive criticism or uh, point out something tangential to your post or something like that. Which yes, is where the the upvotes for comments really should go. Because I got caught in the same, I guess, mentality of of doing like the Facebook like. Where it's like, yeah, you know, I want yeah, people. Exactly. I want people to know that I've I've read and I appreciate that comment, so I upvote. But then I noticed yeah. that my steam was dropping, and I thought, wait a minute, how many upvotes did I give out this this week or this or today? <laughs> and 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 even though I read the white paper, I didn't I didn't get it. It's like it was, it was too much to to have floating in my mind for me to put it together and say how like for me to formulate a, a strategy and how to operate in Steam it well, you need to use it. You need to use it. You need to see how it works, and then you, you need to like correct your behavior. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was a bit of controversy this this week because um, Tone Vase over the over the last few weeks has been coming out and and speaking against Steemit, and, and I think a lot of his criticisms are unfounded. It seems like on on a few points his. Okay. He's uh, very mistaken about how Steemit works. Like at at one point dur- during a debate, he made a comment saying, um, "So you can just you can just press upvote on whatever and hope it gets um, hope hope it get you hope you hit payload and then and then you get rewarded." Well, no, not really, because you know they they've thought of that. There's this di- dilution of. Um, temporary dilution of, of voting power, which means you can't just vote on everything, and it's not just a clicking contest. Um, there's more to it than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what's the um, so what's the golden tip for for people? I don't you you've had some luck or luck or you know you've been rewarded for good content. I'd probably best say. Um, yeah, yeah. I see. I see some uh, articles that. Yeah, uh, well, a bit of luck as well. Yeah, go on. Um, but I did. <laughs> well, I read this one article, uh, which is named uh, "Steam." It isn't about luck, but I mean, actually, it kind of is. I mean, luck comes into it. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> but I, I analyzed a few uh, case studies and looked looked at their looked at their actions and looked at their results, and I saw that you know over the long term, yes, the actions did line up with their results. So if if you Put put the work in. I mean, that's that's always the most important thing. But also, um, you connect with people. You talk talk to people. Uh, be be encouraging, um, and uh, promote your post. And uh, be be passionate. Be honest. Uh, be be raw. You know, show show a show some realness of yourself. Yeah, um, of so course. People can relate to you. And. Cool. And so th- those were those were my tips. But well, we'll put the link to that article so people can have a look. And what else? I guess uh, I guess that's everything, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good ten minutes of uh, comments. 
<laughs> right. I said we'd, nice. we'd, uh, we'd have a look through these comments and we'll probably only talk for about 10, 20 minutes. Well, it's right. been an hour. So. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. Blah, blah, blah. Nice. Blah. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you lots. See you next time. Peace. Peace.